0: Hi, and welcome to the Part 3 with Me podcast. The show that aims at helping Part 3 students jumpstart into their career as qualified architects. I'm your host, Maria Scudari. And this week, we will be talking about the Part 3 criteria, the professional criteria you're expected to demonstrate and adhere to throughout your Part 3 course and this falls under five key themes. PC1, professionalism. PC2, clients, users, and delivery of services. PC3, legal framework and processes. PC4, practice and management. And PC5, building procurement. These five criteria will define your knowledge and competence in becoming a qualified architect. As a professional architect, you are expected to be independent and impartial at all times and work in the interest of the public and under the established codes of conduct that we discussed in the previous episode, episode one. Now circling back to the criteria, let's look more closely at the individual requirements. So PC1, professionalism, expects the successful candidate to demonstrate overall competence and the ability to behave with integrity in an ethical and professional manner appropriate to the role of the architect. The candidate will have the skills necessary to undertake effective communication and presentation organization, self-management and autonomous working, and to demonstrate clear understanding of the architect's obligations to society and the profession, and the sufficient awareness of the limits of your competence and professional experience to ensure you will not bring the profession into disrepute. So you'll notice that these link quite closely with um, the previous episode, episode one, in terms of the codes of conduct. That's why it's key to know the codes of conduct quite well when you're studying for part three and in general for your um, professional career because we need to adhere to them as architects. So the reading material that will help you understand and deliver PC1 uh, is reading, uh, obviously the RIB and the ARB Codes of Conduct, as I mentioned, the Architect's Handbook of Practice Management. Now this is an especially useful book, which I would highly recommend you read because this will help you throughout um, your part three course and not just your course, but as a professional. Uh, Next one would be the Architect's Guide to Running a Practice, uh, the Good Practice Guide Keeping Out of Trouble, the Architect's Legal Handbook, and the Architect in Practice. Now all of these books can be found on the RIBA Books website or obviously on Amazon or any other website or um, application you use to access your books. Uh, A lot of these you'll notice that cover a few of the criteria, so they will help you Um, understand more than one criteria when you're reading them so you won't read them and they will only be specific to one uh, part 3 criteria but they'll be able to offer you general knowledge for all of them to help you understand um, and be more efficient with your reading. So if you've chosen a part 3 course that requires you to submit a case study uh, you can demonstrate how you meet PC1 by demonstrating best practice and using the case study as a vehicle to demonstrate your skills. Another submission piece um, that you may have is a self-evaluation where you can demonstrate your competence in meeting PC1 by evaluating your conduct and your practice's conduct and what would you have done differently in your skills. Um, If you have an an examination or coursework, there will definitely be um, a question or two that will cover Um, each of the five criteria um, respectively. And of course our beloved PDR sheets, which should of course cover all five criteria through the various situations you have experienced in practice and your reflection and critical analysis of them. Moving on to PC2, clients, users and delivery of services. So for this you need to demonstrate your understanding of the range of services offered by architects and delivering those services by prioritising your clients and other stakeholder interests. You also need to demonstrate that you have the skills necessary to provide a competent service as an individual and as part of a team, including understanding the client's needs, uh, using appropriate communication, uh, your programming, coordination and competent delivery of your services. Uh, This can be supported by obtaining knowledge of the briefing process forms, terms of appointment, uh, the means of professional remuneration, relevant legislation, and the execution of appropriate programmed and coordinated project tasks. So the reading material um, that will help you meeting the PC2 criteria is uh, again the Architects Handbook of Practice Management, which. I mentioned before how key it is, uh, the Architect's Guide to Running a Practice, uh, the Architect's Legal Handbook, another excellent book, uh, the Architect in Practice and all the good practice guides, uh, which includes Keeping Out of Trouble, which I mentioned before, payments Financial Management, Starting a Practice, Marketing your Practice and Fee Management. Uh, the next one, w- the next good one would be uh, the Guide to the RIBA Agreements, and the plan of work. Um, when it comes to your submissions, you can demonstrate how you meet PC2 by um, outlining in your case study your understanding of the architect's appointment, fees, resourcing and the delivery of the project that you've based your case study on, uh, and by critically a- analyzing everything that you've done. And of course the exam questions or coursework Um, and within your PDRs and your self-evaluation, you can obviously cover these um, within those as well. Uh, Moving on to PC3, legal frameworks and processes. So the successful candidate will be able to demonstrate um, the understanding of the legal context within which an architect must operate and the processes undertaken to ensure compliance with the legal requirements or standards and to have the skills necessary to positively interact with statutory and private bodies or individuals and competently deliver projects within diverse legislative frameworks and supported by knowledge of the relevant law, legislation, guidance and controls relevant to architectural design and construction. Uh, The best reading material I would say for PC3 is reading the Architect's Guide to Running a Job Uh, the architect's job book, um, the architect's legal handbook, again, Uh, the good practice guide, negotiating the planning maze, uh, managing health and safety in construction, uh, CDM regulations 2015, and the guide to the building regulations. So for your submissions, the legal context of the practice can be demonstrated in your case study with reference to the project that you are documenting, and obviously within your PDRs you can uh, show the course uh, of documenting your knowledge and experience through the different months as they pass on and you can also touch upon legislation in your self-evaluation and the exam or coursework which will definitely have a question relating to the legal context. Uh, So now on to PC4 practice and management Uh, A successful candidate will be able to demonstrate understanding of the business priorities, required management processes and risks of running an architectural practice and the relationship between the practice of architecture and the UK construction industry. The candidate will have the skills necessary to engage in business administration and the ability to resource, plan, implement and record project tasks to achieve stated goals, either individually or as a team. And this will be supported by your knowledge of uh, the nature of the systems, administration processes, and relevant legislation. Uh, For this, I would say uh, some good reading material is The Architect in Practice, The Architect's Guide to Running a Practice, The Architect's Handbook of Practice Management, a Good Practice Guide on Employment and the Good Practice Guide on Starting a Practice. When it comes to your submission, uh, if you have a self-evaluation as part of your requirements, you have the opportunity to analyse the practice that you're working in and what you have experienced within it. And similarly with your case study, you can expand on the operations of the practice in relation to the project you are analyzing and the construction industry as a whole. Uh, In your PDR sheets, make sure you demonstrate key tasks that you've done that demonstrate your understanding of the office procedures. And similarly to the other criteria, obviously the exam or the coursework will have questions relating to uh, practice and management. And finally, uh, PC5, Building Procurement. Uh, So the successful candidate should be able to demonstrate understanding of UK construction and contract law, construction procurement processes and the roles of the built environment professionals. uh, Also have the skills necessary to plan project related tasks, coordinate and engage in design team interaction and execute effective contract communication and resolve construction-related challenges and disputes. This will be supported by your understanding of contractual relationships, the obligations upon an architect when they act as contract administrator, or job-related administrative systems, and the management of projects in the context of the candidate's professional experience. Uh, For this, uh, the most suitable reading material is um, the Architect's Guide to Running a Job, the Architect's Job Book, the Architect's Legal Handbook, Construction Contracts, a Good Practice Guide Extension of Time, Good Practice Guide Keeping Out of Trouble, the Good Practice Guide on Mediation, and the Good Practice Guide in Inspecting Works. Then the Guide to Standard Building Contract Managing Health and Safety in Construction, uh, CDM Regulation 2015, Understanding JCT Contracts, and the most important book, which I could not recommend highly enough, is Which Contract. Extremely useful book to help you understand the differences between every single building contract. Uh, So for PC5, you can demonstrate through your PDRs your experience through the procurement of the project and similarly with your case study you can expand on your understanding of implementing and analyzing on the processes you have witnessed Uh, and again with the exam and coursework you will have questions relating to practice and management so in terms of your actual submissions uh, most part three courses will expect you to submit um, a cv a self-evaluation a case study Um, potentially exam questions or coursework, and most definitely um, an oral interview. I will touch on each of these um, in more detail in a separate episode. Uh, So a lot of what I've discussed today can be found in the part three handbook, which I highly recommend you read as it provides an excellent guide on what to expect during your course and this can be found, as I mentioned before, on the ribabooks.com website. Uh, so just so you have a copy of what I talked about uh, previously, I will have in the show notes um, the reading materials are recommended for each of the criteria. So please read the show notes for um, the specific books that will help you um, meet all five criteria. If you would like to get in contact with me, please feel free to email me on the address provided in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. This is an educational show aimed at supporting the future generation of architects. The information, opinions and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. Please join me next week for some more part three with me time.